Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp. As a podcast listener, you've heard from us before. Today, let's hear from our members about what online therapy has done for them. I would recommend my therapist 1,000 times over. She has truly changed my life. The day after my first session, my friends and family said I sounded like myself again for the first time in weeks. You deserve to invest in your well-being. Visit BetterHelp.com to see what it can do for you. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Bravo episode of Tender Loving with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. This is the time of the week that we dive head first into our favourite Bravo shows, Kate Knight's podcast, Tender Loving, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode every Tuesday. In that episode, we discuss our 90 Day Fiancé. On Wednesday, we discuss a show from our Wheel of Shame, which contains a ton of TLC and Discovery Plus shows. But Friday is reserved purely for our Bravo. So, Kate, let's get stuck into it. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How's it going with you? But, um... Guess who I met yesterday? Miss Kylie Minogue. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me everything. Oh, it was so good. It was so a little bit of a backstory with Kylie Minogue, guys. I growing up in England, Kylie got her start on a soap. There was an Australian soap called Neighbors, which is still running right now. Misha Barton is actually was on it randomly recently. Anyway. It was in England, for some reason, we're obsessed with Australian soaps. So growing up, you would see it. And when I say soaps, they're not similar to the American soaps. They are very, very different. But anyway, that's how Kylie got her start as a teenager. And she became massive, became a pop singer alongside Jason Donovan, who was her love interest on the show. I was like five, six and obsessed with Kylie Minogue. My <laughs> my bedroom was covered in posters with Kylie and I just loved her. This is like 90s. She was 90s icon. And I would go around. I'd listen to tapes on my Walkman of Kylie and Jason. I was I, I just I can't explain. I was talking to my aunt last week about going to see Kylie this week. And I said, do you remember my Kylie face? She's like, oh, do I? Your bedroom was covered in it. You loved Kylie. You talked to me about Kylie all the time. So anyway, Kylie was a huge, huge pop star. 
And I remember in her career, and then obviously I grew up, but in her career, I think she had a massive lull for a very long time. And then she ended up becoming monstrous again um, in the dance world and everything like that. And she's huge. She's onto her 17th album. She's an wow. icon. She's amazing. The longevity she's had in her career is just remarkable. I love Kylie. Um, I still remember her as like, yeah, she was like 19 or 20 and she released a song oh my god I remember it all it's like flashbacks from my childhood do the locomotion with me so um anyway I my I have a friend um that works on a tv show here and um she said that Kylie was going to be on the show she's like do you want to come along and of course when do I when do I skip anything that's VIP Kate couldn't be you Never, yeah, never, never would I would. ever, never would I say, I'm like Ramona, <laughs> if it's free and it's VIP, I'm there, I'm there. Right. So, um, so my friend is a big um, fan of Kylie's and I was like, I had never met Kylie before, but my dad, when I was like seven, was on a business trip in, I feel like it was Malaysia. I can't remember now. I was trying to, trying to explain this story and he was staying in this big fancy smancy hotel for business and he came back with two autographs. And they were written on hotel, um, like uh, the leaflet described, like welcome to the hotel. One of them was Kylie Minogue and I lost my <laughs> mind. And the other one was Whitney Houston. Wow. And I have that somewhere, somewhere from England to Scotland to here. It's somewhere. But I re- only remembered that as I was retelling the story to my friend because my dad got the Kylie one for me because I was obsessed with Kylie. And then there was another celebrity there that he got and he was like, oh, just get her autograph. And that was Whitney Houston. Oh. Yeah. Just at the hotel? At the hotel. Yeah, it was some fancy, fancy hotel. It must have been, <sighs> there must have been a music event or something that both of them happened to be in town. I think it was Malaysia he was in. I don't know. It was some, don't know whereabouts, but... I only remember that I was like shit anyway so my dad had brought that back and that was like treasured I had it in my room I just showed it to everyone it was Kylie's way but I'd never met her flash forward to the- yesterday and we go on the lot and I posted this on my on my Instagram um I uh, you cannot find a happier place for me very few other places make me happy than being on a studio lot mm-hmm. I it is the history, especially of the Warner Brothers lot. It is just the that you were going from the stages and you see what's been filmed there, what movie stars from the 30s have filmed in these lots. Never tires. I've been on a ton of lots, but never ever will it. It's like seeing the Hollywood sign. I still get emotional seeing it. It's magical. I agree. It's magic. It's absolutely magic. So um we go in, and long story short, Kylie is unbelievably nice super she was just walking up and getting food from like the snack area just along with everybody else super kind super gracious gorgeous beyond belief beyond belief she is you know she is so tiny not a hair over five foot I mean, she's tiny. Oh, um, I didn't realize she was so short. Oh, she's very small, very okay. small. She looks, body's amazing, skin's amazing, hair's amazing, polite, kind, gracious, everything. So I was just on such a high. So then me and my friend went and drank tequila for the rest of the night and it, we were just celebrating. <laughs> it was great. It was wonderful. So but, incredible. Um, yeah. But there was a point that we were sat there and we were sat next to her assistants, um, who were all English. Um, but they were sat there and we, you know, me and my friend were talking, and I said, 
it's things like that, like this moment of meeting and seeing someone that at five years old, I used to look at posters and go, oh, one day I could meet Kylie. If one day I could do something like, you know, it was just so in this little village in England. And then you fast forward in your life and you're like, if I'd never moved continents, if I'd never taken that leap and decided to come to LA and be a huge star like I am now, <laughs> um, you know, it, it would never have happened. So it's things like that that you just go, these are full circle moments. These are amazing. These are really cool. Absolutely. Calls. And that makes, amazing. that makes sense that she's had such longevity in the industry and she's so kind and down oh, to earth. Those are the she's people lovely. that everyone wants to be around. So Absolutely. I love, I love that. Just like Ramona. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so Kate, listen, we have a lot to talk about and yeah. you know, I know that we can't make this three hours long as much as we would like to guys, but we're going to get stuck into it. Obviously we have Vanderpump rules and I will say, I broke a little bit of the rule. Kate and I always say hashtag save it for the potty. We're not going to discuss stuff like beforehand. I did text Kate a couple of things. One thing is some information that Kate and I have that we cannot say on this air because we'll we'll end up getting sued. And but it is a very, very strong theory about a member of the Vanderpump um and it's it's not just a theory it's actually backed up with somebody that witnessed it um there is some dark dark skeletons in everyone's closet right but there's a member of vanderpump rules who's doing very well in vanderpump rules who is coming across very likable and that person i think is going to be exposed very very soon for something very very dark yeah thoughts kate i agree i mm. think that it will come out and mm. it's it's a shame and mm. I I don't know what else to say about yeah. it. We can't yeah. say anything else guys. We wish we could, but we can't. Um, but you know, circle back, circle back on this in a couple of months because it, it's not going to be good. Um, I would also like to say that we broke the news again, because we're always breaking news, Kate records and news yes. all over the trades this week, page six, Daily Mail, Radar Online, um, is about Morgan wiping her Instagram and Kyle wiping photos of Morgan. Okay, and we're talking talk about Morgan Wade and Kyle um, Imansky or Kyle Splits Richards, as Danny Pellegrino calls her, from um, Real Housewives Beverly Hills. Kate, it was either the last one that I did solo or you, I can't, I feel like it was solo because I was yapping on and on about this whole theory I have about um, Morgan and Kyle because I had seen Morgan's Instagram that it was wiped. And I said like two weeks ago, I said, it's going to be exactly like entertainment lawyer said, he did this blind a couple of weeks ago that Morgan is going to completely dump Kyle because she got the tour with Alanis Morissette. I said that. And I said, go and look at her Instagram. That was two weeks ago. And now finally the trades are picking up on it. I mean, <laughs> catch up. <laughs> Old news. Old news. So annoying. Yeah, I, I she but Kyle still has some of her like in some of the carousel posts, right? Where you swipe. Is that what I saw? She has she has definitely deleted recent ones. Mm, but okay. there are the last one she has of her is from August of last year. Oh, August twenty wow. third to be precise. And she had more <laughs> recent ones that she deleted. Hmm. Trouble in paradise, my friend. Trouble, Trouble in paradise. Indeed. 
Mm-hmm. Kate, it's up to you. Which one do you want to start with, BH or VPR? Uh, let's start with VPR. Take us in, dude. Right. Take us in. Okay, so first of all, we have a new opening uh, sequence here. We're shown yeah. three different businesses at this point. <laughs> Everyone's separate. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so that was interesting. But uh, we see everyone at their houses. Mm. We're getting shown Ariana is at her and Tom's mm. house. We're seeing James and Allie in their new house by mm. the airport. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, we see Schwartz watering his plants and talking oh, to God. them. Everyone's yeah. just kind of talking to themselves, uh-huh. aka the camera. Uh-huh. And um, it's going person to person. We end up with Katie going to Ariana's to chit chat. We do. Um, I would like to say one of the things when I said hashtag save for the potty, which I broke this week in text Kate, is I started watching this and I had text Kate immediately to say every single one of them, apart from Sheena, lives within a two mile radius of my house. And I shit you not. I know. Remember, I've told you all before, Tom and Ariana literally live like two minutes from my house. And then I clocked where Schwartz's building is and it's ra- it's walkable from my house. So maybe I'll be walking there. And then we've got um we've got James and Ali are right bit by Burbank Airport. So it's like, guys You're surrounded. Surrounded, You're surrounded by them. Kate, I'd like to know your opinion on something. Okay. Katie walks in to Ariana's house. Ariana says, Oh, love your hair. Do you mm-hmm. love the hair? I do love the hair. I like it. I like it. I don't. I think, it's, I think it looks chic. Okay. Do you? Yeah. I just think it looks, she's, her style is so interesting to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I've always said she's the most pr- prettiest. I always hands down said, Katie Maloney is the prettiest out of all of them. Gorgeous. She, oh, she's just gorgeous. But her style now is wearing massively, unflattering clothes i think that's what's getting mm-hmm. to me and i think she's so gorgeous but she's look she isn't flattering it's like, look you can dress however you want it's your 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 opinion but when you're on a vpr show i'm gonna tell you how to dress and i just think <laughs> i want to see her body more i her long hair is so gorgeous and i i think this hairstyle ages her terribly i think she's too young to have that hairstyle i think she looks mm. a lot older um i don't she, mind I it I don't mind it, but I I do agree that I'd like to see what would happen if she got a really good stylist who kind of pick pick looks that because I think Katie wants sort of that edgy rocker thing. And I think there's a way she could do that. That would be more flattering, I guess, or Mm, it's not that she looks frumpy, but it's just like. I, it just could be better. I agree. It I agree. Be yeah. And she's so gorgeous. So you wrote, we see her come in and greet um, Ariana, who's flowers everywhere. And we find out, Kate, timeline wise, this is about three months. This is like three months after Scandal. Um, and tell me what you think. By the way, we love to see Maya and Kitty. Um, those That's the dog and the cat of Ariana. And Mr. Banks, which is Ali's kitty, which is stunning. Um, 
what do you think of when they start the discussion of like, oh, is he here? And we find out that Tom is filming that show where he had to get carried by like a 20 year old um, in New Zealand <laughs> while he cries. Um, so there, so he's filming that. And Ariana goes on to explain why she is not letting the house go, that apparently Tom has come forward and he said it in a I don't trust anything he says, but she said in this, he did offer me money to buy me out. And I don't want to do that because he's at this point still communicating with Rachel. And, you know, I don't want him to move her in and all of this. And we have a completely separate life. This poor, poor assistant that's dealing between the both of them is still very new. It's three months. But at this point, if he has really offered her three million, which he claims and she is not denied, but it's a couple of million at least. Ariana, take that money and bounce. Just take your animals, take the money and go, love. I'm torn about this because that's my initial reaction too, is that I would mm. want a fresh start where mm. I don't have these memories of him and I mm. in the space, right? Mm. But also there's so much that's changed in her life. And mm -hmm. especially when I think about her reasoning of not wanting to uproot her animals, Agreed. That's the part where I'm like, okay, I get it. She just wants something constant in her life. She doesn't want to have to change every single thing. And she just wants to keep the animals lives mm. the same. And she just wants him to get the hell out so she can like sage the space and move on. So I get both sides. I, I think there's a part of her that's like, no, you leave. It's like I a get that. Power, yeah. power struggle type of get thing that. too. And she probably put a ton of work into decorating yeah. all that. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense but that living when they did that shot of his bedroom it was worse than like a frat boys like it was bizarre it was like this weird lumpy duvet that had just been thrown <laughs> over a bed with like no headboard or any even that it was very odd they obviously had never got around to doing anything maybe with their spare room so they just yeah. moved a bed in there and that's where he stays and hers seems so claustrophobic and oh i cannot imagine being around someone that had hurt me that much and you're in different rooms and sharing a kitchen. It, it's very, very hard. Very I hard. don't get how they're avoiding seeing, I mean, they no. obviously can't avoid seeing each other, yeah. not seeing each other at all. Like mm. they must, yeah, they must pass each other in the kitchen at times or in I the bathroom. Yeah. I, uh, it, it is odd, but I guess it's working for now. Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like they both have enough money to like, they could do yeah, something else, absolutely. but they're not. So I don't know why exactly. Mm. Um, especially him. I don't see why mm. he wouldn't mm. just like mm. do something with Schwartz or absolutely. Absolutely. Get, know, some with Schwartz, get a house. It, they could get a house together. Right. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't done something like that. So that's what makes me think it's just like all a power struggle and like a battle of like, mm. Oh, it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, James is hurt by Sandoval still. He tells us, um, you know, he, Sandoval slept with his ex and mm. lied and all this, and he's still feeling upset about it. Um, and then he has some kind of funny commentary about <laughs> Sandoval's tour. It's great. Always Jamesy with the one-liners. Good God, man. Get a hold of yourself. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of where he's at right now. Mm. Anyway, is he's, mm. he's annoyed with Sandoval and, mm -hmm. um, what, what he's done to him and all that. Mm -hmm. Then we go over to Marina Del Rey with, um, Summer Moon. 
and some means in bed and then we see sheena um and brett brock God, i don't know who this guy is or where he came from because he popped up in the season that i never watched so still seeing him on the screen is like who are you or oh, you got oh you married him that's so strange i don't know anything about this guy that's how i always feel every time i see brock um they get into the fact she says every time i sit down here i think about you know, my conversation with Sandoval. So there's a lot of flashbacks in this episode. And mm-hmm. then um, even like, it's not all emblazoned in our minds. I right. mean, come on, bravo. Um, <laughs> and then they go into the fact, and I remember this happening, Tom's friend, Ali, had passed away. And this was a very, very close friend of Tom Sandoval's. They'd grown up together and all of them kind of knew him. He'd go to Coachella with them at all these music festivals and they were all very, very close. So it was a, ve- a devastating time for Sandoval. And Sheena reads us, she had reached out to him, as had Brock, um, and just said, we're here if you need anything. And I'm incredibly sorry about the death of Ali. And um, none of them, then she goes into this whole thing about blocking and blocking Summer Moon and and all of this stuff. And really everybody kind of understood at the end that he had blocked Sheena. And then it's like, when you block someone on Instagram, it's like, you can block every other account that they've made, which included Summer Moon. But she was like, how could you block Summer Moon? But it was whatever. But he never responded to her message. And she said he blocked me after I I sent that message. Um, And then Sandoval was doing a lot of, uh, he did a ton of podcasts this week and the after series and all this stuff. And he says, I was just so angry with Sheena because, you know, so I've got to say this is very valid and annoying as well. He's like, after it happened, her podcast, and we all remember all of them with these podcasts. He's like, she was interviewing anyone to talk about me. And it was like my gardener's cousin she was interviewing. You know, it was like ridiculous people that she was on just to talk shit about me over and over for this podcast. And then suddenly I get this message about I'm here if you need me. And it's like, shut up. You know, right. like you're doing anything you can to use my name and talk shit about me. And then you send me this. He's like, so that's why I blocked her. I get it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Uh, so moving on, the next note I have is Lala with her mom. Do you have anything before that? Okay. No, no. Um, so Lala's mom lives with her now and is helping her raise her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear about the custody situation kind of the update on that is that randall does he basically is fine with her having he doesn't want her to have full custody only because he doesn't want her to be able to put the girl on vanderpump rules Mm -hmm. ocean but ocean Mm -hmm. But he's fine with her having full say on education. Oh, yeah, sure. You decide all that, love. You do all the hard stuff that I don't want to be involved in. Right. Just don't have her on TV. And the interesting thing, Lala's like, that's fine. I don't need to have her on Vanderpump Rules, which, by the way, the fourth wall completely gone at this point. I mean, it's It's just like all these people's jobs is being famous. And we're talking about Watch What Happens Live. It's true. true. um, Which I, I like. At, mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we don't need to pretend. So yeah, she's like, I don't care if if I need to not have her on the show. And mm. that's what I want is mm-hmm. say on her education and health. So um, she talks about that. And then also about needing the time. It just, it sounds like she's gone through a lot of therapy is what I'm hearing. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. she's talking about how she needs to process her trauma and sadness. And she's doing that. She's realized that the only way out is through. 
Mm, that's that's a good point. I there's a very important person that you didn't mention when we saw this scene of Lala and her mum on the sofa. There was a Pomeranian mix on there. Now it wasn't full 100% Pom, um, but her mum is there stroking a little puff angel, and I look, and you know, I spot a Pom 100 miles away. Like I yeah. spot, I can hear them, I can. And I looked and I was like, that's a pom mix. So it's mixed with something else, but stunning. Um, <laughs> and then we find out her brother Easton, who I can never get my eyeballs on. I've seen him on her Instagram and it does always look like her boyfriend, but he also doesn't look like he's her sis. He's her brother. It's really strange. If you ever get your eyeballs on Easton, he doesn't look like Lala in any way, shape or form. So I don't know if it's a half brother, but she says my brother because Lala's dad passed away, yeah. So it's his mom. I don't know anyway, but she says Easton has moved downstairs in the apartment building, which is nice. It's really good she's family. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to go into this. We could talk about it another day, but Kate and I have discussed that. And we've said it previously on the potty. And it became massively apparent to me, Kate, that Lala's story needs to be heard. This woman was engaged, she was living with, And she had a child with a man who was cheating on her while she was pregnant, humiliated her, fighting her for custody, a custody battle you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. She gets to see her daughter part of the time, which is nightmarish. And he is an absolute piece of shit that has been accused of sexually harassing and abusing other women. That's what she's been dealing with. And Ariana comes out and has a horrendous story herself, but Lala's overshadowed. And I think Lala is suffering on such a massive, massive level, and she's been completely ignored. Because her past behavior, she's never been one that you really wanted to sympathize with because she's been obnoxious and she's been nasty and she's been self-righteous. And you're like, shut up, Lala, a lot of the time. And she did. She was dating this producer that was married. She full on knew what was going on. She did a really bad, bad thing. And she bought into it all. And she carried on. And she was smug. And she was living this life of driving Range Rovers from a married man. Um, and it all came crumbling down. And But she, what, she has been abused by him and humiliated by him so much. And it, her sat there, had so much empathy for her. She's like, I cry every day. And you know mm-hmm. when, if you've ever suffered from depression, that's what you do. You cry yep. every day of your life because just getting up is hard mm-hmm. and showering is hard. And she is a child that she is fighting to keep in her life. It's terrifying. And I had so much empathy for for that woman in this episode. She's made an ass out of herself on this show but at this point you can really you can see real growth with her mm-hmm. and I was reading she's um wanting to have another child on her own mm-hmm. and I think that she seems like a really great mom and it's absolutely it's, it means the most to her of anything mm-hmm. in her life is being a mother and um so I I really hope they keep shining a light on her story like you're saying mm-hmm. because up until now she's had I told you in the text she's had the villain edit and kind of mm. one-dimensional villain edit and we got some great moments out of that oh <laughs> yes we did I'll, I'll say you know wrap it up and you know all wrap of that was so good wrap it up was so good that's one of my favorite Lala moments of all time um but yeah it's it's nice to see more about her as like a fully rounded human being as she would mm. say yep yep um let's see Schwartz mm. is not doing well 
Schwartz is never doing well, but no, never. <laughs> he's he's struggling. Um, from the set, from from the day we saw him on this screen, he hasn't been doing well. True, from having true. panic attacks at a bartending shift, he has not been doing well. True, that's true. It continues on. He kind of lays out how there was there was a lot going on in his life he mentions one of his brothers was having health issues yeah which is very hard and Mm -hmm. stressful obviously on the entire family and um and all these other things going on in his life I can't remember what else he listed but it was that and then the scandal thing happened he kind of talks about the effect that that had on him being Mm. so closely associated with Sandoval and his business and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. like that he's had a rough go of it and uh he's just kind of in his apartment talking to his plants at this point sure in sweatpants yep yep he's <laughs> so him and james are going for dinner and in the valley i knew exactly where the restaurant was because it was i could see in the background where it was opposite and i was like i know you're on ventura boulevard right now i know where you are i'm gonna stalk the wall um and you you know, James reveals he's not drinking anymore and he's just having a double espresso. If that was my vibe, he's having a double espresso at like nine o'clock at night. I was like, yeah, got it. As I'm sat here right now drinking a cup of coffee, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, you're right. Schwartz kind of goes through everything. Um, James seems very happy to be with Schwartz um, and they just kind of catch up about everything and him being a homeowner. And, you know, you look at the, you look at the, like you say, the strides that, um, uh, uh Lala has made and James you look at him dude remember those seasons it's like Katie you're so fat are you pregnant just horrible remember the violent stuff he would say when he was drunk he was the worst drunk he was horrible an emotional remember all that now he's a homeowner and he seems to be in a healthy relationship um not drinking again which is great um then weed all day but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is what, like, I love that California sober. It's like, oh no, I'm really like, I didn't do anything like, cause I don't drink. It's like, you're high all day. That cannot be good. I'm not saying, I'm not saying like drinking all day is any, but you, you're still altering your mindset right. all day. And you're driving it, around LA, by the way, high all day. Yeah. I the know. driving part's terrible, but I, I it's kind of like, yeah, if that's what works for you and you're not, you know, being verbally abusive to people when you're uh, high and alcohol is your true problem and you know mm-hmm. the weed is good for you then that's fine but yeah when I I really could not move through no, life constantly high either. personally I never do it I know um blah 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 so where are we with that so then they have that Kate um we speak about Sheena and the Ari um Oh, Ariana. Oh, yeah, Ariana. And they go for this massage. So it's all about them talking. Then Ariana reveals, and listen, I've told, be very vocal, shock, about how I feel about Ariana reveals, you know, I'm seeing this new guy and I met him 10 days after Scandal at a wedding. And he's amazing and he's everything. And he's just, and I'm like, then Sheena says something very right. She's like, she hasn't processed any of this. And I'm like, I hear you. And I agree with you. I think it's mm-hmm. cuckoo that she claims to be in a relationship with a guy. And I wouldn't trust him either. Are you kidding me? Like, I wouldn't trust that guy. Right. I think Lala was talking about that too, how she's kind of side-eyeing Ariana's Mm. new boyfriend. Like, do you actually have good intentions here? You know? 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, Ariana's so fa- I mean, she's still doing so much and all over, but mm-hmm. I think we all remember at that time it was like she was everywhere on the on the news and just yeah so eh, we'll see I think you're right there's it it seems like that wasn't enough time to process such a big thing but I don't know I don't think she's processed shit she went on to she had a debut on Broadway this week right in Chicago Mm -hmm. and Lala was there which I was surprised at and Sheena nobody else was there that first night um but her boyfriend wasn't who lives in New York Found that interesting. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah. Interesting. He could be away. He could be yeah. somewhere. But um, then they discuss her feeling towards Schwartz. And that's when we get bringing the fourth wall again about uh, Watch What Happens Live. And I forget when Schwartz went on there and was like, you know, if you do it, it was right after Scandal. Yeah, he's going through some really hard stuff. But, you know, if you see him, you should give him a hug. I don't blame Ariana for boiling. Can you imagine? He's such a dumb dumb. Well, he plays such a dumb dumb Schwartz. Oh. He really just didn't have to say that. I don't know no. why he said that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to h- take the heat off them for their mm. business sake and for his friend's sake. But mm-hmm. I think there was a much different way to approach that interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The next thing I have is like Sheena talking about her mental health journey. Um yeah, um, she's been through it and she keeps saying, everyone thinks someone who's Zempic. I think she loves it. She's like, everyone keeps thinking everyone who's Zempic. Uh, right. But she's like, no, it's called Scandal. And of course, Sheena always gets dragged. Like, she's always yeah. going to get dragged for making everything about her. And does she always do that? Absolutely. Is she a shit friend, though? No, I think she is a good friend. But she's just... Listen, she was the girl from Azusa that came to LA, had threesomes with any celebrity she could to get to be on tv and to be famous and she did it so good for her i mean you know i i commented on someone's oh god who's was it? it was one of these instagram pages and of course when i say commented i'm like doing it from our podcast i'm speaking for you as well okay when i comment um <laughs> And it was something about Sheena. And I was like, all we want, it was some, like release something about Sheena or she needs to talk about. It. And I was like, all I want is for Sheena to end up doing a debut with John Mayer. Because of course she used to be like his fuck buddy. Like she used to have threesomes with John Mayer. And I was like, please, John Mayer has such a good sense of humor. I was like, please, could they do a debut? It would um, duet. It would be amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't so even good. imagine what that sound what Ooh. the song would sound like. not not good yeah. 
Um, yeah. And she, she talks about getting diagnosed with OCD and Mm -hmm. she's not drinking anymore Mm -hmm. or doing drugs. She's on a sober journey and Mm -hmm. she got off her, um, medication and things like that. So she's, she's figuring some things out as well. Uh, and then is that when we go to Tom, Tom, Yes, we find out that this night... Now, remember, we haven't seen um, Tom Sandford at all in this episode because he's in New Zealand. So they're going to Tom Tom for... I don't even know why they were going to Tom Tom to celebrate something. Anyway, so going back to Tom Tom, and um, they get there. You know, when Ariana's like, I'm very nervous about going because the last time I was there was when everything blew up. And I just can't imagine having to revisit that. It's horrible. So she gets there and Schwartz says, I don't understand. You know, Ariana's this on this exalted status now. And it's true. It's like no one can talk to Ariana and all this. Anyway, she sits down and Schwartz tries to, he thinks he can, you know, charm anyone, which he has his entire life. So he comes over, he's like, hi, Ariana. And she's like, she just stares, she completely ignores him. And then the second time when he tries to talk to her and ask her if she wants a drink, she just says, mm-hmm. That's as far as he got. And it angers him because he's like, why can't I get through her- to her? And we do see someone here that we need to mention. There's a guy called Jesse that we've seen in VPR quite a lot. And he sat down next to Ariana and Ariana's like, hi, Jesse, I haven't seen you in ages. And Schwartz speaks to him. Jesse, if you've been following on Instagram, had a massive medical emergency just before Christmas. He had had, um, I think it was an aneurysm and he suffered several strokes and he's and he was put in Cedar sinai and had a GoFundMe. Um, a lot of the cast members gave huge amounts of money, thankfully, to, to help him. But it was out of nowhere. He's a young guy and um, he was very, very critically ill just before Christmas, and over Christmas. I believe he's home now. I know his boyfriend posts a couple of updates, but um, it was strange seeing him there and, and knowing oh, in a few months, you know, something out of nowhere, out of nowhere. He was very healthy, oh. went to the gym, ate well, and he ended up having a stroke and put oh, him in Cedar Sinai. Yeah, so see, I just wanted to mention that Je- that's Jesse, but ho- I do think he is back home now, thank God, and hopefully on a on a path to wellness. Yes, absolutely. Um, she's, Ariana's having, she has a tough time about the chair, you know, where, where mm. she's seated. Um, we see Lala pull Lisa aside to talk about Rachel and Lala is feeling a lot of sympathy for Rachel at this point. Mm. Um, she is like, I know what it's like to have this home wrecker label on you from everyone. And, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's kind of her story right now is mm-hmm. reaching out to Rachel and all this. And then, you know, Lisa just makes her five minute appearance, leaves, and then Lala goes to the back. And very quickly, I just want to say that back, you know, where she goes out the exit and leans over. Um, my my first job in LA was at a restaurant that was next door to Tom Tom. So where Tom Tom is now. So where you see her leaning out, I cannot tell you the amount of times I went out there smoking a cigarette and calling boys that's what I used to hang out there so much during work I used to pop out the back and I used to smoke oh. a cig and call boys and I'm like I remember that memories so, memories <laughs> she sends a voice note to her and I don't really know I mean Rachel came out she has this you know Rachel gone rogue or whatever podcast and she was saying this week in a clip that I didn't believe her when I got it because it was just production's attempt to get me back on the show I don't know mm. I don't. yeah possibly I don't know. Yeah, I never know what to trust. I mean, this mm. show is so like, it just seems so um, 
it's gotten to this sleek, like selling sunset, the hills level editing. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's all kind of set up. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. Mm. (laughs) Stuff like that, I guess. But Mm. um then was there anything else at the Tom Tom event? There was, yeah. There was Katie and Sheena. Um, they went to a side and they were just saying, "I would, you know, they had a massive falling out before Scandal. It kind of got them back together." And that the fight mainly was about Sheena going over to Schwartz and saying, "You know, you should hook up with Rachel and all of that stuff." And yeah. you know, and then Sheena references Katie and I've never really got along. And then you reference they do all the flashbacks. Katie was horrible to Sheena for years <laughs> yeah. and years. And yeah, she bullied her. She was nasty to her. And so I don't think they're ever going to be good friends. I really don't. But they're going to be like, oh, let's do a girl's night tomorrow. I'm sure we're going to be okay again. Yeah, they're they're amicable co-workers at this point, probably. But you're right. It was it was like Katie Stassi and what's her name? We're just always Kristen. And oh, I was thinking of the other one who has that like lip gloss company or whatever oh she was such a christina kelly christina kelly so the four of them just bullied sheena relentlessly for years so it's understandable um that runs deep but uh yeah so they're okay now at this point Mm. um and then is this the girls night yeah tell me what you think about this um Okay, so Lala is telling Ariana at this girls' night that she has sympathy for Rachel and how this all played out and that she has contacted her to, like, meet up or talk or whatever. Mm. And um, Ariana compares this to, like, Lala getting upset at Schwartz still talking to Rand, Randall. Mm -hmm. And... I think that's a good point. I mean, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if if you're supposed to be best friends with Ariana, like, I think it's okay and it makes sense to, like, see other people's point of view and maybe, mm-hmm. and they're all under such a microscope on social mm-hmm. media and they all know what it's like to get all this social media hate and everything like that. So I think it's mature of Lala to have these thoughts of, like, okay, Rachel is probably going through a lot too, honestly, with how mm-hmm. this played out and like all of the hate that she got mm-hmm. online and sympathize mm-hmm. with that aspect. But I don't see why Lala has to be the one as Ariana's close friend to like mm. be handing out the olive branch and like hanging out with Rachel. I think if mm. I was Ariana, I would be uh, annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, it was, and listen, it was interesting. She, she, um, she's like, you know, I don't know if you actually like me. And Ariana's like, oh, of course I do. I don't think they have. I don't, I don't see that as a genuine friendship. And I will tell you being a female and Katie, you being a female and us being sometimes talking about gossip. I will tell you, Ariana smiled through that, went home and bitched about Lala for days about contacting <laughs> Rachel I I know that's what she did she's like yeah. I, I yeah you know I get it I think there's never been a warmth between Lala and Ariana you look back and they were always kind of fine but Lala described her as sour and miserable and which is all true of Ariana a lot of the time so I don't I don't buy those two as friends I don't and especially I think Lala's been very good at, at, at keeping all of 
I, I wouldn't blame Lala if she said I'm fully resentful of how much sympathy Ariana's got and I got nothing. I get it. I really get it. Um, and I think that will come up. But like I say, she was at the opening of her Broadway show this week. Um, nobody else was apart from Sheena. So who knows? Who knows about that? Um, so that was kind of the end. I don't have any more notes. Do you have any more notes? No. Okay. It's just, and then we see Sandoval, last scene, Sandoval returning home. Right. So overall, <sighs> what did you think of it, Kate? Um, I, it was, I'll tell you what, I was mm. really dreading watching this episode. Mm. It, I mm. like procrastinated it and I was just mm. like, oh my God, I don't want to go back into that world. Yes. And watching it was better than I thought it would be. I'll say like, I don't know if it's the editing or how like pretty and sleek it looked and yeah. all this, but I was like, okay, like, I guess I'm back. And it, it was, it was all right. We're just setting the scene. I know for like, you know, all these storylines to play out in this first episode. So mm-hmm. maybe I will get sick of it. Yeah, we'll episodes. see. We'll <laughs> but see. We'll I was, okay. I was feel. okay. How did you feel? Right. Away. I, it's a flashbacks and everything. I don't want to relive Sandoval. I don't Scandival. I don't want to go over yeah. it. And I, I'm already annoyed with Ariana. I predicted I would be, and mm. I think I'm going to continue being annoyed with her. I just don't. And I have so much empathy for Lala. And I, I don't know how, because it, there's one thing about somebody going through a private breakup and everything like that. But imagine having the world going, she's amazing. She's everything. She's it's human nature to be like, look, I know her. She's not that amazing. I just, it just is. So, I right. Know. I don't know. And remember, Ariana has been very unkind to a lot of these girls for a long time. And I think that needs to, she was never close to Katie, never close to Katie. And then she brings up, she's like, oh, it's just because Tom kept us apart. It's like, no, there was many times that you were like, you're all losers and I don't want to hang out with you. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't buy a lot of it. I don't. I don't buy a lot of it. But... All these years have passed. I mean, we're on season 11. <gasps> I was thinking about how nuts that is. This show has had 11 seasons. Oh, dude. And we've watched every single second of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we've got Real Houses of BH. Let's get into that. That's on season sure. 13. Um, <laughs> this is episode 14, Aches and spains now Mm. listen i'm going to spend two minutes on this if you want to spend more go ahead but i can't bear it her that Anne, anna whatever the fuck her name is nobody gives a shit marie (laughs) acting like a savior coming in with crystal and everyone around going you know oh my god isn't it so crazy how Anne marie ended up being like the one that saved crystal she was the most unprofessional medical person i've ever seen there's a woman that's having a medical incident whatever i'd already by the way completely um diagnosed what it was she was dehydrated she had a high blood pressure because of exhaustion dehydration and being at an altitude that's that's all i'm gonna say i diagnosed it all um (laughs) but no but she was having something serious with her blood pressure and Anne marie comes over and she's like Quote, I don't want her stroking out in front of her. She's a fucking idiot. She's not a doctor. She is didn't do anything to save Crystal. Or and Dorit was amazing. Dorit was like, you're safe. She was very calm. She's like, you're safe. You're here. We're going to get you help. And Marie's like, oh my God, this is serious. Like She could have a stroke, guys. She could have a stroke. 
shut up and go away. No one wants you and no one likes you. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's like she thought that it's like she thinks that these confessionals are making her come off to the viewers as charming, but it's really not that Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, seriously. She's awful. She's just awful. Anyway, so Crystal gets carted off to a Spanish hospital and they go to a church. Um, They light some candles. We hear Erica say she's still looking for apologies. She's still looking for (laughs) apologies to these women. Kyle and Sutton have a moment and obviously they have both shared someone that has passed away from suicide. So they were, you know, having a moment in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they go with this guide to... um, certain area and then they go to a restaurant Anne Marie's being really annoying and I just wrote shut up every time I wrote Anne Marie because she's so annoying oh it's just because it's like so everyone's going it's so crazy how ended the tables ended up turning what I don't know know. and then we get a confession at the dinner about Garcelle and Dorit and Dorit brought up a very good point that Garcelle who I love scoffed at before and i thought it was very very insensitive garcelle was quite rightly talking before about dorit about her experience as a black woman that nobody can understand unless you are a black woman and she says when you say things like this this is how i react because of this and dorit's like i got it and she said also i'm i'm jewish and i faced a ton of anti-semitism and garcelle laughed and goes well that's what's that got to do with that And it actually has a massive thing to do with it. The Jewish people have been sidelined and discriminated against and killed in genocides for a very, very long time. And I don't, and that was really weird. And then it's brought up again in this dinner. And um, Dorit Garcelle's more open to it because Dorit explains it. She says, you really don't know what it was. You know, I've dealt with discrimination. It's not the same as yours, but I do understand discrimination. So I'm glad Garcelle was a little bit more open to it because it, it was really horrible the first time to raise that to Garcelle. I was very uncomfortable with that. Yeah, I think just more conversation needed to happen for them to like understand where the other one was coming from. So yeah, it's a lot of like mending fences in this mm. episode and, you know, we like to see big blowups on cast Absolutely. trips on housewives, but Absolutely. okay. I guess good for them on a personal Aww. level. Um, yeah. And then, uh, I also want to say that like Luann absolutely would have slept with that chef's dad. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But... And the son, she would have gone from the, <laughs> the dad and then she would have had the son and it's fine because that's what Lou does. And everyone would have gone, woo, we love Lou. But no, these <laughs> ones are all like, oh, he's hot. Like, right. Lou, can you imagine Lou sauntering up to him speaking Spanish? I mean, it oh. would have been a dream. Seal the deal. Yeah. Oh. Uh, also in this scene we see them going shopping and kyle is manic when it comes to shopping saying i know my credit card number off heart do you know your credit card number off heart Mm, i know the last Mm, do i know the last four i don't know my credit card number and my security code my expiration i've no idea i know the expiration and the security code Oh, okay. Um, I don't know my number at all. Um, and then Dorit, they're all shopping and she's like, I'll buy this. It doesn't even fit me. I'll buy this. And then Dorit gets those fans, seven fans, and they were over 300 euros each. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, people, I better be yeah. borrowing some more money from casinos. That's all I'll say. <laughs> 
I want to know what that's like shopping Mm -hmm. like that someday. Well, that's how they go broke. Well, no, actually not someday because you don't want to be in Dorit's position because that's why she doesn't bloody have any money. True. I want to spend that agency. I bet Kyle doesn't mind spending that agency money. (laughs) Yes, please. Y'all. So, yeah, I mean, what else is there really? Oh, well, we get Crystal coming back and they're all going into the room. And even Crystal's like, oh, I'm so glad Anne-Marie was there. Stop with this. She didn't do anything. Did we miss something that they just didn't show? Yeah, did we miss something? What, she was nice because someone was having a medical emergency, whatever. Um, (laughs) Then uh, we see them all getting ready for this dinner where this guy called Trevor is coming, which is Sutton's friend um, who knew Merce. Um, whose ashes she's just carrying from place to bloody place. Anyway, we see everybody that has glam, and I forget the only person that, I think it's possibly the only person that did have glam was Kyle, which was interesting. Um, they're getting ready, ready and Kyle is on the floor FaceTiming uh, Maurizio, and um, it's like all dark, and they're all just full of hatred and resentment towards each other. It's awful. Like the screen's literally dark, and their conversation is dark. Um, she's like, how are the dogs? And he's like, the dogs are amazing. It's like, that was like it. It was very sad how they were. Uh, um, and then, of course, I, I think about our financials, Kate, because we right. love to discuss and think about financials. And I'm looking at these glam squads and every single one of them had no less than two people. That's two flights, two hotels, plus their fees. What kind of money? Sutton, that's like nothing to her. But like Anne-Marie and, and, and Dory, it's like Erica, who's living in a pool house. I can't I I can imagine being rich enough where I pay for that if it's a very special if it's like well I guess like any sort of special occasion but I don't know the way they do it almost every day some of them it's like oh my god throw your hair up in a bun and slap on some blush like why but then we're we're forgetting they're doing it because we're on television and I get it if I was gonna be on television and could be filmed all night yeah I do want to look like I'm going on television but they're acting as though they're not on tv do you know what I mean but still the money holy shit dude money these women spend on glam is insane um and then we get this paella making and Eric is drunk yes yeah she's (laughs) She is drunk. You, and it's like contrasted because you have Kyle and Crystal mm, completely mm. sober. Yeah. Yeah. Erica is drinking for them too. And um, they're learning. We're like hearing the story of um, Trevor and these other people at dinner. Mm. There was a load of friends that were brought. It was strange. There was yeah. like, it was like all the housewives and then like double <laughs> the amount of Sutton's random friends. We were like, okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, what it, doesn't Erica ask? Like she's like, is there still a war? Like right after she, yeah, she was, talked she about was... there not being a war. I don't know. It was like no. she's drunk or no? She was asking really good questions. That was the whole point where everyone was really shocked. She was talk- oh, talking okay. about Lebanon and the crisis that Lebanon has been through, and she was talking about the areas that it came from and how it was really very uh very intellectual questions she was slurring a little bit but the questions were very and everyone was like who is this woman she knew a lot about the middle east okay and she was, I was speaking I was multitasking during this uh, part <laughs> no it was very interesting she was talking about religion and very engaging mm. um and then of course she but wastely was saying you do know the Merce was in a ziploc bag and dorit just went mm, mm, well like dorit no. does 
<laughs> love Dory. Like a cartoon character. She is. And she and then Dory ex- describes her as drunk rain man because she's talking about these really intellectual like uh history of Lebanon, but she's wasted. It was really funny. <laughs> well, good for her. I definitely don't sound that smart when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. Um and then let's see. Anything else at that dinner? Uh, yeah, hello. The quote of the night, Merce was in the purse. Oh. <laughs> love it. Merce was in the purse. So they're kind of just then she's talking more about, I would love somebody desperately to explain to me. I understand Sutton is worth what she's worth now due to marrying an ex- a man that's worth 500 million because yes, I did look him up. He's worth over 500 million and divorce and all that. We already know uh, that's how she got that money. But we had photos of her when she was growing up and she had horses and she was a debutante. And then we find out that she lived in New York and was completely broke. And I thought, interesting. I thought she came from, I was under the impression, maybe I'm wrong. I was just under the impression she came from quite a lot of Southern money. Um, perhaps she didn't, or perhaps they, she was cut off, or perhaps she didn't have an allowance. But she said she was broke in New York and she was working as a nanny and she was working as a, all this. I was like, oh, okay. I remember they did that feature on Lou on Bravo where they kind of like, talked about her life and being a model mentioned it yeah yeah i think i would like to see one about Mm. about her about sutton absolutely yeah you're right there's a lot there's a lot there i think yeah oh and um she goes and i lived in brooklyn and drunk erica goes brooklyn's a dumb (laughs) by the way i'd like to see you afford anything in brooklyn right now erica and brooklyn is amazing by the way so shut up <laughs> she was she was this was a good erica a drunk funny erica it yeah. wasn't too put it wasn't put on i think it was put on a little bit but it wasn't put on too much and she wasn't being nasty i like that um so they go on about merce and then the dinner ends erica literally stumbles to bed you know she just exits and then um Dorit, they're all saying goodnight and Kyle just goes hunting for chocolate because she can't have alcohol anymore. So she's like, I'll just eat chocolate. And the next morning, then we see Erica super hungover and they're going to spread the ashes today. And then Sutton's crying and Kyle is so annoying. Sutton's crying and having a moment. And Kyle, I hate it when people do this. Kyle just walks in and goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Leave. Her, do you think that's it's like someone saying when they're having a medical emergency are you stroking out like what are you, you know, if someone's going through something you don't just keep going what's wrong answer me answer me what's wrong you look a mess you look terrible what's wrong it's like shut up kyle such an odd response oh. yeah so Just... overwhelming that was the <sighs> end of my notes do you have any more notes about this episode no just the preparing to release the ashes and and yeah. anything that's coming up this season seems absolutely nothing. Where is the scene, by the way, Kate, that we, this better not be what as Bravo has done before, where they put something in the trailer and then you don't see it. Because in the trailer for this season and coming up this season, there is a scene of Maurizio and all of the girls and Kyle in that living room. He's crying, she's crying, the kids are crying. And we, we are led to believe that that's about them breaking up because she's saying nothing's going to change between us. That has not been shown yet. Kate, if that doesn't get shown. It better because that's all we have this season, really, except we have like Kyle's storyline and Sutton's storyline, I feel, are the ones that Mm -hmm. were 
really given enough in the edit to mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. attached to. And so, yeah, we better see that. We better. We did. We do know that last Friday, uh, week, yeah, last week, um, the reunion was filmed and who turned up but Miss Kathy Hilton. So we're very excited. Very, oh I don't God. know. Why were they bringing her out, do you think? I don't know. To make Kyle cry again? Yeah. I I really, I yeah. would love if they would just do a two-parter reunion. I feel like they started with the three-part reunions. I feel like it was a season of Atlanta that first had a three-part. Mm. I can't remember exactly, but... And then now it's like every season gets three parts, even if it doesn't need need it. Absolutely, just fill it, and it's because of the ad revenue, obviously. But oh my god! And guys, I'm not even going to comment on Potomac. I'm still watching it every Monday, but it's the worst season ever. There's nothing happening, dude. There's nothing, and I love my Potomac. Candace isn't even being a nasty, teeny tiny little self. It's just so boring. So I I haven't been watching it to be honest. I haven't (gasps) seen a single scene. Really bad. Well, I think that's all with mm-hmm. vpr and bh mm-hmm. guys um thank you for listening thank you for all of our pa- new patreon members we see you come through we send you our messages as soon as you join personalized messages thank you so much um as you know today there was another patreon episode out now this is only for subscribers it's dead easy to subscribe click on the link in the show notes takes you to the page you fill out a couple of things five bucks a month that's all it is five bucks a month you get a backlog of 30 i think plus hours even more of all of our stuff that's on patreon that's not for everybody it's only for members uh, where we have different episodes um we have stuff um we have episodes where we've broken down tons of different documentaries weird wild wonderful cults poltergeists unsolved murders pop culture it's all on then it's five bucks a month guys so if you're in the middle of the week between our shows and you're like oh i wish there was another show out hop on to patreon sign up and then you have so much to listen to while you're like bored at work and you have your headphone in or like you're doing whatever just that's what patreon's for and it helps support kate and i do this potty um so yeah, that easy. Or go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and search Tender Loving Care Podcast. Dead easy. So thank you to everyone that signed up. We are going to be back on Tuesday to discuss 90 Day Fiance, on Wednesday to discuss our Wheel of Shame episode, which happens to have landed on 90 Day Fiance's single life. And Natalie is as batshit crazy as I've ever seen her. <laughs> so looking forward to that one. And then next week we will be back with bravo um and just so you know the patreon um episode that we released today is about the documentary named harvey harley harley (laughs) sorry harley and catcher it's a shocking poignant documentary that was on netflix definitely worth a watch and definitely worth joining our patreon for absolutely when you're done signing up for patreon go find us on tiktok and instagram at tender living care podcast you can go to our youtube channel we're youtubers Mm -hmm. and that you can find by just searching tender loving care podcast you'll see it um subscribe like smash that like button (laughs) hit the bell and um join us there as well we're all over so thank you everyone for being here and listening it means the world and we'll talk to you very soon we love you bye bye
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly. But sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 